0: From the Aquarius Home Services studio, this is Chin Music. This is our baseball show at TalkNorth.com. Please subscribe to your favorite podcast app. If you like the show, go to TalkNorth.com. Subscribe to any shows you do like. We do appreciate it. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. The lineup today, as it usually is, Twins great Roy Smalley, longtime baseball writer and now columnist Lavelle Emil the III from the Star Tribune. I'm also Jim Suhan from the Star Tribune. Again, thanks for listening. We do appreciate it. Let's get right to it. I'm at the ballpark on Thursday night. It looks like it's going to be a really ugly, disheartening loss. Uh, Royce Lewis comes up with uh, a runner on in the bottom of the eighth. Hits a long two-run homer in a ballpark that the ball doesn't seem to be flying in all that well these days. Ties it up. He's played three big league games this year. He's already come up with three or four big hits. Uh, And I, as I said in my column, I'm being presumptuous and premature here. But he reminds me, in terms of combination of ability and personality, he reminds me more of Kirby Puckett than anybody else I've been around. I'll allow you, gentlemen, to tell me how wrong I am. Uh, Roy, you played with Kirby. You, you start.
1: Yeah, that's uh, you've just blasphemed. I know. And I'm not going to. I'm not going to let you get away. <laughs> okay. with, with comparing anybody to the puck. Uh, until um, until they've got some uh, some years, and I know you're just talking about what looks like ability and what and what we know of his personality, all, both of which are are personality fantastic. I mean, I just love the kid, and uh, I love his confidence, his enthusiasm, and his positivity in the you know in the face of the failures of baseball and and all that he's been through injury wise. I mean, it, it just it's special special person i i I believe and i love his athleticism and the more i see him at the plate and not because he's he has he's hit a couple of huge home runs and it it's more when i watch the home runs when i watch the swings that he has it's a really sound strong mechanical swing and swing uh, mechanics swing so um yeah, I mean, I think we ought to heap superlatives uh, on him and and uh, expect uh, expect big things uh, from uh, from Royce Lewis. Just he 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 looks like a special guy.
0: And Lyle, yeah. I covered I covered Puckett as a beat writer for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to know him very well. I know you you didn't cover him as a beat writer because unfortunately he, he his career ended before you got here. But you got mm-hmm. to know him as well. Uh, but you watched Puck. You know the deal. So what do you think?
2: I think in terms of charisma, uh, they match up. Uh, really well um the thing that's impressing me right now is how the the rest of the twins players respond to him yep. and and how they it looks like they're feeding off his energy at times and look at the quotes you know sonny gray and some other guys talking about him like you know he's been like their best friend for years and uh, you know lewis has kind of been not around much the last couple of years because of injury so that that kind of tells you about uh, the person that that uh, Royce is. And I think that was similar with Kirby. Um, uh, like I said, from a char- from a charisma standpoint, I think word usage is a little bit different, but <laughs> from yes. a char- charismatic standpoint, I think the two compare favorably. And, uh, you know, it's just such a small sample size. Cause we only saw him for a few games last year and you just saw him for a few games this year, but man, it seems like he's already, you know, he's got this penchant for big plays and this team needed it. I mean, this could be the ejection that this offense needed to kind of get it going a little bit here. Um Kirilov and, and Royce Lewis are their two best hitters. And uh of course Kirilov's rather quiet and reserved. Uh Lewis is the the chatty one. Uh, but they both get in the batter's box there and give you good at bats and 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 uh, they're getting on base. And I really I I grimaced it when I first saw the lineup for the third game in Houston, but because you know, Korea just hasn't been the player he should be it was just great to see guys in the second and third hole actually produce and have quality of bats and put the ball in play and have good things happen so um yeah you know lewis joining the the twins could be a turning point in the season uh let's get more into the personality before we get back to baseball we got a lot to talk about
0: here today Uh, we want to let you know we are coming to you from the aquarius home services studio thanks to aquarius home services thanks also to all energy solar First Minnetonka City Bank, you are your locally owned community bank. And Grain Belt, which is sponsoring a number of live shows for Chin Music across Minneapolis, usually near the ballpark. We uh, had a blast at Loom Cafe recently. June 13th, June 13th, 5.30 p.m., we will be doing another live show, this time at O'Donovan's near the ballpark. O'Donovan's right next to Target Center. June 13th, 5.30, come out. I will give away a bobblehead. I'll give away some other stuff. Grain Belt gives away some cool uh, do hickeys uh as and we'd love to see you come up and say hello to Lavelle and Roy uh and you know give me the side eye whatever you like to do we we appreciate it uh so Roy I want to get into this with you well and both of you both you've seen it from different angles you know as a media person you want the people you cover to be fairly receptive. And you love it when somebody like Royce Lewis or Kirby Puckett is even fun to talk about. But I also understand that it's their workplace. It's not always fun to be interviewed. It's not always fun to have somebody extra on the outside of the organization hanging around. I get that. How hard is it it for someone like Kirby or Royce to always be on and always be the engaging person who these, these guys, what they have in common is they know everybody's name they engage with everybody from the manager to the coaches to the teammates to the clubhouse workers to media to front office people. And they always feel like they are the person driving the mood of the clubhouse. How hard is that to do when you're also worried about at-bats and injuries and everything else that a major league player has to worry about?
1: You know, I don't, I think it's taxing. but I don't think it's hard for guys like that. And there's two different yeah, I, I, I think you'd understand my um, the, the two how, how the two words are different because the, um, it's not hard for them because they're special people in that way. And we know people all of us know people in any uh, industry or walk of life or whatever that have that kind of presence and, and and come by it naturally and it's just always what you see is is what you get. And it, it, it just takes it takes a, a person that is wired that way and is special uh, in that way. Now it doesn't mean it's not taxing. Uh, the other thing that is uh, impressive about people that come by that naturally, have that natural personality, that natural ability, the natural, um, if not desire, at least being okay with, you know, being that guy, it does take its toll, and there and and there will be times that and most most people from the outside don't see it. There will be times when there is some pullback and uh, introspection and, and and some quiet time, you know, as well, uh, just to re just to recharge. But those guys like Royce Lewis and Puck, uh, they were wired to be that way, and what's what the and i'll add one other uh characteristic that makes guys that are wired to be that way even even more impressive this is what this is what makes real superstars and that is they they bake they back up that that personality and that that willingness to and and um and desire to to be that guy with performance on the field, and when you get that combination, I mean that was the thing about Puck. You know, it's Puck came up in '84. Uh, you know, and in, and in, in, uh, you know he got what was he four for four the first wiggly game he ever played, and um, and he was I was actually that the last two months of that season I was with the White Sox, and um, I think I was playing first base one day and he in Comiskey Park and he got on first. And he uh said, "Mr. Smalley, it's a pleasure uh, you know admire you blah blah blah, you know all this stuff as this as if he was a twelve year old kid asking for my autograph, and it, it about and we had charisma as a as a as a cute guy then that was that looked like he was going to be a, a a really nice player and just develop it took about one year for it to develop. For him to feel comfortable with the big personality and start, you know, and start performing like the Hall of Fame player that became. So the combination of, you know, uh, the the personality and the and the performance, it, you just you don't see in those
2: extremes
1: very often.
2: Hmm. Lavelle, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I agree, Roy. This is a uh, rare tra- traits that you know, two guys who are a g- generation apart. Um, both, both have, Um, uh, you know, I, i never covered Kirby, but I've been in the clubhouses when he's walked in and the room lights up when he, when he walks in and he's boisterous and loud and laughing and, and jokes and, um, and Royce perpetual smile on his face. Um, Even with the setbacks he's had physically, it hasn't deterred him. Uh, It's just exciting to think about the possibilities here. Uh, if they have a high impact guy with that type of personality again uh, in the organization, um, of course that bodes well for Lewis's future because the other guy is a Hall of Famer. Uh, but um, you know, just just a lot to like. Like, like a, it was a lot to like about Puck, and a lot to like about Royce, and uh, you uh, think everybody would be rooting for them to have for Royce to have the same. Um, trajectory in terms of uh production that uh that kirby had in his career so this could be fun to sit back and watch um going forward here and it's also cool now because we can finally settle the royce lewis uh hunter green debate because uh that was the year that the, both guys were highly touted the twins worked out both and decided to take uh, royce over hunter hunter is in the reds rotation now and royce is up now so uh, we can see uh, we can see how that kind of transpires over the next few years as far as, you know, who made the smarter move.
0: Now let's get to the other young hitter who has been impressing. You mentioned him earlier, Lavelle. Alex Kariloff is, net right now, it looks like he is turning into the hitter they thought he was going to be all along. Tremendous at bats, adjustments within at bats, uh, fighting off two-strike pitches, uh, extending at bats, hitting the ball the other way, hitting – Putting, having a really professional approach uh, with runners in scoring position. This is kind of what everybody wanted to see, and I think we're seeing it now.
2: Jim, I remember sitting next to you in the press box when we first saw Joe Maurer uh, in, mm-hmm. uh, play for the Twins, and I started chanting in the press box, hit him third, hit him <laughs> third, hit him third. I'm going to say the same thing about Alex. Alex needs to be in the top third of the batting order. Quality of bats, setting the, the tones for the rest of the batting order. Um, he he's been getting on base. He's been spraying the ball over the field. He's gotten screwed with a couple of pitch calls as well, and has not let that affect him. Um, he when he came up and joined the Twins, um, he immediately was the guy having competitive bats while everybody was struggling with runners in scoring position, struggling with the bases loaded. He was like, you know, I haven't been here for all that. I'm just gonna go up there and have my at bats and stick to my game plan. And you see that every time. He's in, he doesn't give away at-bats, doesn't give away pitches. Um, it's it just, uh, it, like I said, him being paired with Lewis right now is probably the best thing that's happened to this Twins offense.
1: Well, I just love his approach. And um, the, the thing about uh, Kirillov is uh, he reminds me a bit like um, Don Mattingly uh, in uh, the sense that uh, he has a tremendous ability to let the ball he travels. He's comfortable. He, he's comfortable getting a base hit to left field to the, his opposite field, and it, it, when a guy can do that it, with the, the kind of strength and talent that he has, he will just get better and better in terms of damage, in terms of you know doubles and home runs, because he will he will learn how to set pitchers up and how to look for a certain pitch in a certain um, situation. And let it fly, you know, to his pull field. And he's he doesn't do that very very often. He's he's kind of like uh, Luis Ariza in that in that way, where you're going to let the ball travel just because you don't want to be fooled, and you know you you know you can uh, handle the fastball even if you if you wait. And when I say handle, it, I mean at, at the at the worst case scenario, foul it back so he's waiting and he's waiting and he's lets the ball travel and he's got the kind of approach of the ball with his uh, with his uh, lower body and and um, and his hands where his lower body stays real square to slightly uh, just slightly open his hands stay back and so he's cleared uh, he, uh, he has already cleared the, the the path that his hands are going to take and then it's just hands to the ball he let the ball travel and and hands to the ball and hands and therefore big in you know right to the ball and so he's their best hitter right now it, it, to Lavelle's point i mean hitting uh, you know the the alluding lavelle to him hitting third like you were clamoring for joe he's their best hitter in terms of uh tough at bats and batting average i think i think and and so third is the ideal spot for him the only the only thing that i would say about that is he, he walks a lot, and the reason he walks a lot is because he fouls pitches off uh, a lot and, and has a good eye, and ultimately it'd be a base on balls. You might want to hit him second. I mean, second's not a bad spot for him until he matures into how Mattingly matured from a opposite field 300 hitter to a devastating all-over-the-field hitter. And he's, I think Kirilov's got a chance to be very much like that. In the meantime, his on-base percentage is so high. Um, with Polanco back, you've you've got some, and now with Royce Lewis swinging the bat pretty well, the manager has some some real options here in the second and third spot, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll we'll see we'll see how they how that goes. They don't have a bona fide fourth hitter until Royce Lewis or somebody else decides <laughs> that they're that guy, but. And so that's why I worry about Kirilov in the third spot, only because there'll be a lot of times when, you know, it's there's a there's a runner or two on, and it's ball four to, Kir- to Kirilov, and now who's hitting fourth? Um, he, it, it, with Kirilov hitting second, he's going to be on base an awful lot, and then you have a switch hitter, baby Polanco, hitting behind him, and and then go to you know then go to somebody else. So uh, a lot of really good options when you have Polanco back. And you've got Kirilov swinging the bat the way he is. He's going to, for me, I agree with you, Lavelle. He's got he's to hit second or third. And, I, you know, that's a pick for me. All
0: right. when more hitters to talk about, we have some pitchers to talk about as well. want to let you know that uh, Aquarius Home Services provides a studio for Talk North Podcast. Here's more on Aquarius Home Services. Scott here, your Aquarius Home Services radio guy. Remember complaining about how long the winter was? And now it's time to get ready for hot, humid summer days. Be worry-free with your AC and schedule your tune-up with Aquarius. A quality trained technician will do a thorough evaluation, review all the details and recommendations, and answer any questions. At Aquarius, our goal is to always provide amazing service and earn the right to be recommended. We're just a click away at AquariusHomeServices.com also want to let you know there's a lot to worry about when running a business. Your, ut- your utility bill shouldn't be at the top of that list. Solar energy cuts down on unpredictable utility costs, making your job just a little easier. Find out more about how your business can go solar at allenergysolar.com slash learn. Go to allenergysolar.com coach to find out about other uh, methodology for panel installations, how well they do them and how they can do them, whether you're a business or a private residence. Uh, Also wanna let you know about First Minnetonka City Bank. We are your local owned community bank. First Minnetonka City Bank, we're your
2: locally owned community bank.
0: Phone calls are answered by real people instead of a never ending voicemail system. Dedicated financial representatives who really care about your personal, business, mortgage and investment objectives. First Minnetonka City Bank is an independent community bank that offers the same wealth of products and services as larger banks, yet provides the highest quality customer service that other banks forget. We take the
2: time to develop one-on-one relationships with our customers. The same banker will work with you year after year, providing the long-term understanding necessary to tailor our services to your changing needs. First
0: Minnetonka City Bank. Stop by or call one of our convenient locations to experience the First Minnetonka difference for yourself. And one last reminder. June 13th, 5.30, O'Donovan's downtown before the Twins game. Roy Smalley, Lavelle, Neal, myself, and Brandon Morton come by, giving away a bobblehead and some other fun stuff. We do appreciate you showing up. Uh, come by, have a beer, have something to eat, check it out. Let's uh, let's get to – let's continue down the hitter road here. Uh, Max Kepler, you know, Roy, you're going to be more analytical about this. I hate his swing. It feels like he's feeling for the ball. looks like he's starting a swing early and hoping it hits his bat. And meanwhile, Walner looks like he has fi- he has figured it out. And I know Kepler is, you know, they they like Kepler's ability to play right field. I saw some good signs from Walner playing right field last weekend. Uh, great arm, throws to the right base, moves around pretty well. What what's your view of uh, that? What apparent competition for at bats at this point?
1: Well, I tell you I, what I've been thinking about, uh, and Lavelle opened the box of. Uh, the what the, what should the lineup be, um, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna go there first. The problem because this involves Walner, The problem with the Twins lineup right now, besides the fact that that Correa's not not hitting a bunch uh, or not hitting at all for the most part. I mean that's a, that's a bit of a problem. A bigger problem that I see is that the, the Twins are left-handed are, are overly left-handed, yep. uh, and. <laughs> With Kirilov, Kepler, uh, Gallo, Larnick, potentially Walner, yeah. they're they're overly left-handed in the, in the run production uh, uh, category, and none of the left-handers are swinging it very well, with the exception of Kirilov. <clears throat> all the other guys. So we're talking about who's going to hit fourth and who's going to hit fifth, and you know all that kind of stuff. Um, so you you'd certainly like to see. You know, Kirilov, Polanco, Larnick, who's killing it. Or, you know, Kirilov, Polanco, Gallo, who's killing it. Kirilov, Polanco, Kepler. Wal- somebody, you know, some, you know, trying to get to right, left, right, left as best they can in a lineup is really difficult when your big left-handed hitters that you're counting on aren't swinging it very well. So <clears throat> it may, Walner may get a chance. Uh, again to see how that goes because the the thing that's hurting them as much as anything is in my opinion is the fact that they've got it they've got three left-handed hitters that they're really counting on to be run producers that have that are not being that right now and it makes the lineup tough.
2: Roy who do you like more between Walner and Larnick I think you've been a big Larnick supporter is is this going to be a conundrum for you?
1: Uh, this will be a this will be a challenge uh, for me. I have been a I have been a Larnick uh, <clears throat> supporter and and I still think that there is a place in the big leagues for him to have the opportunity to drive in a bunch of runs to be you know to be a good run producer. But um, you know you got it. Uh, this this is not really a rebuilding year for the Twins. I, although the Twins have done a nice job of, of kind of combining over the last five years combining rebuilding and trying to and trying seriously being able seriously to contend when everybody was healthy but um, this is a kind of year where I don't think there's going to be a lot of patience nor should there be necessarily for guys to figure it out and get it going I think they I think they've got to, they've got to have left-handed hitters that are swinging the bat well and I I think decisions have to be made here pretty quickly about that
2: I I totally agree, and uh, I think I think Kepler's on borrowed time. To be honest with you, um, just because you know Lawrence going to get healthy and Warner uh, is tearing the cover off the ball, he's they. I think he reached base in eight consecutive plate appearances or something yep. when they sent him down. Yep, and then he he goes to St. Paul and he's continuing continuing to rake there. Um, he stole a home run I think yesterday or two days ago. Um, he's got multiple home runs. It's it's locked in and you look at his minor league career, he's had a 900 OPS almost every level he's been at. So yep. that his time is here and, and Max, I it was a good signing. I, I thought uh, I, I would have signed him to uh, you know knowing his background. Um, he had the good year in 2019. he really hasn't done much more than that. Um, I don't like the, I don't like the contact he makes. He, he has trouble making consistently consistently hard contact. Um, it looks like he's trying to go the other way a little bit, but uh, is struggling getting that done. And there's like he should be. There's some pitches he should be murdering, you know, and he's not. And you know, I don't know if someone could bring Trevor Bauer back from Japan, and maybe that will help Kepler get going again. But that's uh, the we're at the stage of the season now where after the first two months, months teams start making changes with personnel in order to maximize their their, their team. And I think the Twins are headed for that. Uh, that consequence with Max Kepler, so I think this is a big stretch of games for him. Lavelle, yeah, you know the, how the problem or, that back, the
1: face that Max is facing in, in that regard, guys, is that other than than 19 when he had the big year, he he. I mean, this two months if if he if he had had three years in a row like that or three, you know, or you know. 21, 22 were relatively productive. Now the first two months here, you go, well, you know, he'll get it going. And I, I think that if you're the front office and the manager, at some point in time you have to say, well, why do I think he's going to get it going? You know, that's the, that's the problem. And, mm-hmm. and you look at all that promise that he had before 19, and there were some issues that, you know, I had with him. I couldn't figure out, you know, why he didn't hit right-handed fastball pitchers better and, and, or right-handed pitchers in general then he, 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 you know, all of a sudden he stands up one year and, and has a big year against left-handers, left-handed pitching. You go, okay, now he was going to figure it out because, I mean, with that swing, that talent, he's got to hit right-handers. I mean, as a left-hander. He's got to hit those guys. It's good. Here he comes. And 19, he, had, he hits with 30-some home runs, and you go, okay, mm-hmm. now here we are, and yet, no, we're not, we're not here. You know, it hasn't been that way. So – that's the problem he's facing. It's that he hasn't established enough of, uh, uh, of a consistency where they can say, well, this he's had a bad two months, but he'll get it going.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. It's just we know who he is at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to see Wallner out there. There's no doubt about it. Uh, let's move on to another potential conundrum. The Twins signed Vasquez for three years. Uh, Jeffers right now is outperforming him by a wide margin. Vasquez. Um, I, I think he's good in the room. I think people like and respect him. He's won, He's been on two championship teams. He has a certain presence about him. I'm happy to give him credit for the uh, Twins rotation performing so well in general. But in terms of offensive production and
2: basic mechanics behind the plate, he has not been good. Um, I totally agree. And I think it's time to be more of a co-sharing, yep. uh, catching role with him and Jeffers. Uh, one guy three times a week, the other time other uh, guy four, then vice versa the next week, four and three. Um, it looks like uh, Jeffers is, uh, is at least in the position where he can put the bat in the ball. He had a nice home run against Houston. Uh, he looks a little more threatening offensively. There's just as there isn't any pop under uh, with, with Vasquez. There's nothing at the plate. And I believe I don't have his numbers in front of him. I think his OPS is under 600 right now. Oh yeah.
0: It's been that, terrible.
2: Yeah. That is just bad. You know, team guys get benched for that. So, um, but you do value his his ability to handle a pitching staff and call games, um, and that and there is value to that. But you know that's another decision the Twins may have to make here. They flip flop and have Vasquez come in and back up Jeffers. But I I'm advocating them sharing that role uh, a little more now. I like I think Jeffers deserves to play at least three times a week. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I. So I I think
1: that um, Vasquez is going through a. a a, a streak right now that at the plate that looks totally different than the first month of the season. He was at he was a really tough out in April. And in, in for the last month, I I watch him, I think, is this the same guy? I mean, it doesn't even even look close. So I'm not sure if, if I'm okay with Lavelle's idea for sure. I mean, give you know, give Jefferson. I think when you scald the ball a few times like Jeffers has, unless there's, unless you're really concerned about his defense uh, behind the plate, then I think he's got to play more and let Vasquez hit his way back into the lineup to more for more playing time, the way Jeffers appears to be uh, appears to be doing. So I, I have no problem with them with Jeffers getting more time. I just I just don't think that Vasquez is done. I, I it would be. It, it was too drastic a, um, a change from how well he, I thought he swung the bat in uh, April to to now to think that this it's anything more than you know just a really really bad streak. He's got he's he's messed up somehow and it, and I may be wrong about that. He may be done, but I don't. I, I just kind of don't think so.
0: What's interesting is that last year with Boston, he had a very good offensive year, which is one of the reasons the Astros traded for him. Uh, with the Astros, uh, his OPS last year was five eighty five. With the Twins this year, about the same amount of time, his OPS is five ninety three. So, I don't want to I don't want to say he's done either. I don't want to make some grand proclamation. Hey, this guy's never going to hit again. But it's starting to build up to a little bit of a stretch now where he just hasn't been good.
1: Well, and if if Jeffers gets more, you know, more at bats, you know, more playing time and more at bats, then we'll know a little bit about, we'll, we'll know more about what he's, you know, where he is and who yep. he is, you know. And, and I think <clears throat> I think Vasquez behind the plate is more uh, is more valuable, um, but it, there's going to be a trade off between you know offense and defense and pitch calling, you know between a guy's offense and their defense and pitch calling on the one hand and then it, um, uh, it, it, I it, it, we're gonna we're gonna see I mean just like in a it, to a lesser degree but still the point I don't want to anoint Royce Lewis yet I mean it, it, he hadn't played a full season in triple-a or higher in in a couple of years so I mean let's 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 give him you know a little slack uh, in the, in the same way, I don't want to say that Vasquez is done or that Jeffers is the answer. Don't know. When, if Jeffers plays four times a week, maybe, you, you know, maybe he has taken a next step higher. Maybe he retreats back. So we, they, we just don't know. We, we just don't know yet.
0: This reminds me of the old story, Roy, of uh, Ted Williams managing, I believe, the Washington Senators at the time. And he and his coaches are standing out on the field, being able a spring training day and trying to figure out, you know, bunting and pitching and PFP and uh, fielding drills and cutoff drills. Mm-hmm. And they're all kind of arguing over what they should do. And finally, Ted goes, bleep it. Let's just hit. Uh, there there are there are a million there are a million things going on with the team we've talked pretty much only about hitting because that's fun and it's very relevant for this team right now uh for our final thoughts you get to go in any direction you want hitting pitching fielding music whatever you like um i will i will start here um pablo lopez has got to be better we saw that stuff early in the year and said wow and the stuff has not played since he signed that big contract. Mm, and it's been, right. and it's kind of been one inning per outing that has doomed him. But what that matters, uh, that's not an excuse. That's just something he's got to get through. Uh, yesterday, they gave him Thursday night. We're coming here on Friday afternoon. Thursday night, they gave him a two run lead in the bottom of the fifth, top of the sixth. He walks the number nine hitter. And then a series of kind of, you know, singles and bloops and soft hits end up dooming him. But you know what? Don't walk the number nine hitter, and maybe you don't have that 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 horrific inning that you know that almost cost them a game. Um, Agreed. I, I like almost everything. I, I like everything I know about the guy. I like his pitches. I like his work ethic, his composure.
2: But eventually, you just got to have results. Lavelle. Oh, I got a I got a final thought. Um, right. Carlos Correa should not be batting in the first inning. All right, I'm ready to drop him down in the bat, in order I make him him earn his way back uh, to the top. Um, He's not driving the ball. He's not getting big hits. Uh, looks like teams are starting to pitch him inside. I don't know if there's a if there's a if weakness there that they have discovered on him. Um, looks like he's having trouble with inside pitches. I'm looking at his career numbers here. He has played 97 games when he's batted in the sixth hole. So I'm telling Rocco Baldelli, skip, feel free to drop Carlos Correa to the sixth spot and have him earn his way back up because – Um, this team needs to get off uh, to a better start with its lineup and having someone like Kirilov and Polanco up there will be more productive than Carlos Correa right now. Hit him six. Hit him six. (laughs) Hit him six.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Roy. You guys may or may not remember the fact that uh, last year when um, uh, there were complaints about Correa's offense and I said he was in Houston flourishing as a sixth hitter because he had all those guys around him. And he, I mean, in Houston, he didn't hit second. He didn't hit third. He didn't hit fourth. He hit sixth and, or fifth a lot. And that was, you know, that's where he flourished. So I, I, I just don't want to put too much on him. I don't, I don't think he's a third hitter and I don't think, you know, for right now I, I think Lavelle's right. I think he, you know, he's not getting on base enough to be a second hitter. So you got to you got to do something else and hope, hope somebody else uh, steps up. My final thought, though, Willie Castro. Hey. We talked yes. about all these moves. We talked about all these moves that the front office made, and uh, you know, Farmer. I love Solano. I love uh, Gallo. That's you know, that's fine. They got uh, they they got all of these um, uh, and uh, players that were you know kind kind of. You kind of consider second tier that it's not the big deal but it made them a real professional lineup uh, up and down the bench But Willie, and we didn't give Willie Castro much credit at all I want to give him some credit he has been a savior here with with Ramirez going down he's been pressed into playing third some left when Gallo went down he can play short he can play second mm-hmm. uh, the, the young man has, has been really really valuable in the in that kind of role and got some, got some big hits, had some really big at bats and not sometimes just a, just a walk in a big situation. So I I just got to, I got to give him some props because he's been, he's been really good in that role.
0: It's a great point because so many role players, when they, have to play almost every day. They kind of get exposed, and I like him the more, more. The more I see him, he's got speed. He's got an arm. He plays a really nice third base. He can play around the field. He can drive a ball. He can take a good clutch at bat. He's
2: been he's been phenomenal. Yeah. And I'll, I'll add this too. I think there's at least twice this year where uh, there was a roster move looming, and someone with the Twins is telling me this may be a Willie Castro, but right. then something else would happen, and Willie would be spared. You know, the axe. And, you know, he has has repaid them for that. Um, Yeah, and Rocco could play a different type of game when when Willie's on the field because he puts him in motion. He lets him steal bases. Um, The offense looks a little livelier, you know, uh, because Willie's been able to contribute a little bit. So it's worked out. That's an under-the-radar acquisition that uh, is paying off.
0: Fascinating season, Uh, more injuries, more pitching intrigue to talk about next week. I promise we will get to Louis Varland, who's been fantastic. Uh, Today was the Ted Williams Honorary Bleep It Let's Hit show. Uh, Again, (laughs) reminder, June 13th, 530, O'Donovan's come on by. We'll give away a bobblehead, and it's a great place to hang out for a Twins game. Thanks to Roy. Thanks to Lavelle. Thanks to Brandon Morton. We'll talk to you soon.